Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and this is... Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I am wonderful. This is, uh, it's, yeah, I'm doing great. Busy, but great. I hear you, I hear you. It's probably the most busy I've been at my job for a while, so it's, it's good. Yeah, and it's cold here. It's really cold. We got in yeah. the 80s yesterday. I wish. We barely got to 50. Oh, my phone's ringing. Can you hear that? No. Okay, good. Uh, I didn't close my door. I normally do that, and I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it was like 50 degrees yesterday. Cold, wet, like into your bones cold. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, no fun, so... Yeah, well, it took a lot of energy to get out of the house to go have a Valentine's Day dinner with my husband. Nice. Yeah, it was chilly. Nice. Well, I would rather have that than it be... It was supposed to get to 40 last night. I don't know. That's what the weather said. 80 to 40. I'm like, no, we can't. No. Yeah. I'm hot, cold, hot, cold. Can't do that. Well, that's Texas for you. It's terrible. I know. I do miss it, though. I mean, I guess it's better than being at over 90 for three weeks straight, day and night. You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I it was hot. I, I don't forget how hot it was there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I'd rather be hot than cold. That's just me. I don't know. I'm... I can get, do you want me to get TMI? I can get TMI. I get sweaty. Everybody gets like sweaty, it. but oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's very bad. Multiple showers a day. That's, yeah, I don't. If, yeah. if I exit the house, like it'd be worse if I lived like, Hawaii or something where it's like humid all the time or Florida like it's humid here but not quite super humid like some places so that would be like I'd probably weigh nothing I would be so thin because of all the moisture escaping my body (laughs) oh my gosh yes Florida is humid Florida is the worst I lived in Gainesville, Florida, which is like central Florida. Uh-huh. There was like, so not only do you have the, the the heat and the humidity, but there's no like winds to get it moving out right. because it's you're you're landlocked. It's sticky, yeah. yeah. At least like here on the coast, you can kind of, you know, we get the trade winds. We get, not trade winds, I'm sorry. Trade winds is Hawaii. We get the Santa Ana's here. Which kind of clears everything mm. out, and you know, so like we had a, we had That's the Santa nice. Ana's last week or the week before, and it was like the sky is so blue because it clears everything out. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the rain came back, and we got you know the last it's it's been crazy. The last six weeks of this year have been so crazy with the weather. It's like you don't know what day is what you're gonna have. It's just insane. So. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, welcome to everybody out there. Sorry, we kind of just dove right into the uh, nitty-gritty here. I know. We did. Yeah. (laughs) It is what we did. Very personal. (laughs) So, um, to give you guys a heads up. All right, so we're we're switching it up this week um, because we saw that the Bible verse... For tomorrow was kind of pertinent, so we wanted to do it together. Now, today's Bible verse is pertinent, so yeah. So we're doing this on Thursday instead of Friday. It doesn't make a difference for anybody out there listening because we don't know when you're listening or how that's panning out. But for us to keep on schedule, so we just chose to go ahead and do our podcast together on Thursday instead of Friday, because this is a very important chapter, right? Mm -hmm. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> went around the corner to get to the store. <laughs> so surprise Thursday, people. It's us together. <laughs> That's right. So welcome to everybody who's out there. And we're glad that you're able to visit with us and listen and be a part of this uh, journey that we're on reading through uh, God's word. So, uh, so we're going to go ahead and start out in prayer first. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Jeremiah is going to give us the verse of the day. Today is thankful Thursday. Thankful and Thursday. then we'll dive in and start reading our, uh, chapter. So do you want to open us up in prayer? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Holy Lord, God, father, we come before you now and in, in your grace and your your glory and, and give you praise and what an awesome opportunity we have uh to do this lord and my prayer today uh a couple things have been on my heart lord uh you know my prayer is for um the church mm. uh just recent things have come into my world of vision and 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 you know, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in being a a church or, or a, a congregation as opposed to people, and and things happen and that should never ever happen in in with God's people, Lord. And I think we we can forget about individuals and uh, really helping the people that, that are coming to church, Lord. Um, and not even to get into the specifics, what, what's been brought to my attention, Lord, but, um, cause you know, uh, and so I pray that leadership and volunteers and everybody that's involved in putting together, uh, a, a, a group setting Lord is, uh, just trying to seek you and seeking your wisdom and following your word, Lord, and doesn't get lost in translation. Um, which kind of leads me to the second thing that's been on my heart recently. I've, I've listened to a couple of things, Lord, and, uh, you know, in our podcast, we give everybody the opportunity to, to come to Jesus, Lord. And my prayer is that we communicate to people that this is a, it's a life-changing situation, but they don't have to change their life to come to you. I think sometimes, uh, in people I've talked with, they feel like, well, I got to get things right before I can come to God or, uh, meet Jesus and, and do that. But, but it's the total opposite, Lord, uh, whatever's going on in our life. If we come and meet you, uh, through your relationship with us, Lord, I pray that we can communicate that you change people mm. can't change themselves or for long. Um, but if they truly seek you, Lord, and, and gain that relationship with you, those things will start to change that they feel is getting in the way. You know, sin does separate us from you, but but that's why Christ died on the cross, so that we come to you in our sinful ways and 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 work on you and us, and and you you take care of it, Lord. So thank you so much for being uh, in a place where we can read the Bible uh, to the world every day, Lord, and that we can be available for those that need to hear the good news of Christ and. Uh, join in relationship with you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was an awesome prayer. It's just what God's been telling me. Yeah. You know? You know, go ahead. Well, no, it's just, you know, when things... Sometimes you get beat over the head with stuff, <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, you got you to gotta acknowledge it or pray for it because it keeps coming to light. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if God's putting that on your heart, that's uh, huge. And especially uh, when you said praying for the church. I, and I, I know that you have a specific thing that was brought to your attention, but in general, the church... The body of Christ, I think, you know, overall across the world needs to be prayed for um, mm -hmm. because, I mean, 
I'm seeing, and it's funny you should say that because over the weekend, something occurred and I got a text from an old friend to ask me to help out in a, a way for some friends of ours. Anyway, long story short, I didn't know all the specifics about it, but I think some of it had to do with the person who was having difficulties. I think it was because of that person being a Christian. And I think that their, their workplace was trying to force him out because of that. I don't know for sure. I don't know, but right. the point is, and ultimately, and this is going to go along with our Bible verse later on, but God's going to use whatever for the good of the kingdom. And so even though he might have been pushed out of his position where he was at, God's got something else in plan for him. There's always something down right. the road that we don't see. Yeah. But there's always something, you know, there's the next. And another thing I wanted to say, because all these things were going through my head, and if I don't say them out loud, I'll forget. You know, you were saying how people feel like they have to change themselves before they come to God. And that's not what, you're right, it's not what that's about. And I, it comes to a song in my head, Come As You Are. Yeah, come, yes. that song too came to my head. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's I just thinking, like thinking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the whole purpose. The whole purpose is come as you are. We're so not perfect. I and mean, everybody is in the same boat as people, as, as human beings. We can't help ourselves because that's our nature from what happened way back in the Garden of Eden. So it's just it's just the nature of man. Uh, I'm reading a book right now. It's really funny. Uh, my friend Stacy Paris gave me this book years ago, literally years ago, and I've tried to read it a few times, and I just couldn't get into it. But the name of the book is called um, Blue Like Jazz. I can't remember the name of the author, um, but uh, it's just kind of interesting reading. It just took me a long time to get to reading, you know, this this book, and I, now I forgot the whole point of me wanting to tell you about reading this book. <laughs> See what happens? I'm telling you, if I go around this corner to get to the store, I forget. Anyway, come as you are. That's basically where we're at. You, you yeah. Just come as you are. It doesn't matter what, yeah. right? Well, it doesn't. And like it's, so I think about the disciples, like the 12 disciples. Like, have you ever watched the deadliest catch? Like those are fishermen. I, I've I heard of it. I don't watch it. Yeah, but I, you know, it's that rough and gruff, you know, battling the ocean to get food right. Those were the guys that went with Jesus, and Jesus didn't say, "Well, no, you need to do this and this and this before you follow me." No, he's like, "Follow me. I'll make you fisher of men." And That's you right. can see their progression. They were never perfect with Jesus. They didn't until Jesus died and came back that they kind of started getting it. That's you know? right. So. It's, well, it, it's not it, an overnight thing. It's it's change, but it it'll happen. It will happen. It becomes a heart thing. Once mm -hmm. once you accept Jesus and you become a follower of Him, and the more you read your Bible, get to know Him, pray. I mean, it's like all these things that you know you and I have learned along the way. I mean, I've been a Christian. I I got saved when I was what, 33, so it was, I've, I think I've told you all this, 1994, April 12th, 1994. So it's been a long time. But for years, I was kind of like, I always called myself a baby Christian. I kept saying, oh, I'm just a baby yeah. Christian for years. Right. 20 years went by, and I'm still calling myself a baby Christian. Well, you can't do that, you know. But when I did start reading, and I did start getting serious, it's like, oh, my gosh, like your eyes get wide open. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a process, you know, and it's how much you want to put into the relationship. Right. You know, exactly. and if you look at your friendship relationships, like with people, humans, it's the same thing. You know, it's how, yeah. how much are you willing to put in to maintain those friendships? Mm -hmm. You know, 
So anyway, it was really a good prayer. I really, and, and, and again, you know, I mean, look at us, you and I, we're not, I mean, we're, we, we didn't like wait until we were like, we went to seminary, we went and got, you know, educated and whatnot. I mean, you and I are just lay people reading our Bible every day. And that's what we claim every day. We, we put that disclaimer, yeah. you know, and God's going to use, we don't know what he's going to use us for. Right. You know, I mean, and, you know, it, 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 this might only be for one person. We don't know. It might be for that one person. Yeah, maybe they're like in some remote part of Africa somewhere. We have no idea. All of a sudden, yeah. they got internet, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, found this podcast. Wow, this is great. These crazy people who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, verse of the day. Verse of the day. It is First Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Since it's Thankful Thursday, since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we, for we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. There you so, go. I think it's really just about things being ordained by God. Uh, That's you right. know, there are good things, there are bad things that happen, but uh, it's just remembering that it serves a purpose. And, you know, uh, it may suck at the time, but, you know, we'll be able to look back and say, you know, that was good. And be thankful for it. Thankful That's that you're right. in this storm because, you know what, maybe you help the next person that comes through that storm. Um, and if it's, you know, new job, whatever, you know. Again, be thankful. That's right. Be thankful. Good stuff. That's good stuff. And God mm -hmm. will use it for the good of the kingdom. Like so just like we said earlier, right? I think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Give me two seconds. I'm getting a phone call here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's an important... This is what happens when you do live recordings. <laughs> and, and you're part of life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, because this software we're using isn't really. It's not easy to pause the recording because then I gotta put it together and. No, you're good. It's a lot more work. Okay, so I'm giving her like short spurts here. Okay. <sighs> All right. So um, I that's who the, that's what the phone was ringing. It was like, oh my gosh! I'm like thinking I'm clear for an hour i'm good oh no not clear for an hour <laughs> well you were but we were talking for a little bit so <laughs> we did do some talking we were uh yeah, yeah we we you know some jeremiah and i we did a pre-game like we always do and we and it's so funny because we said when we first started doing this we said no we're not going to talk before we get on so that we have things to talk about right and it didn't matter but we still have things to talk about. It really, there's honest, there's two people in my life that I can talk to for hours. And you are one of those two people, seriously. And it's not my husband. I love my husband and we do talk. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a, he's not a talker. He's just, right. he's just not. The other person is my friend, Sharon. Sharon and I can get on the phone and all of a sudden, an hour has gone by, and we're like, oh, my gosh, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we don't skip a beat. Like, you and I, we don't skip a beat. Exactly. She and I, it just keeps going into the next conversation. <laughs> well, and, you know, I've, 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 I've met Sharon, and I've known her for a while, but I've never really been close to her. But it's just so interesting how we're all connected. Because I knew yeah. her son from going to Trinity and and y'all are friends. It's just so cool how things, different things are connected. There's another connection recently I found out about one of my son's teachers and um, I need to go up and talk to her, but I haven't had the opportunity. It's his theater teacher, by the way, which we were talking about earlier, but yeah, there's a, there's a connection there that I didn't see. And now it's like, Oh, I really need to say something about. Oh, it. how funny. Yeah. It, is it a church-related thing? It, it, 
Well, it is. What's interesting is that so she and I are almost the same age, and we know a lot of the same people. Um, her dad at one time was a pastor of a church, and we went to that church. And I never knew her personally, but I knew of her, and I knew people that knew her and were friends. But her dad actually is the pastor that helped my dad find Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, it's it's cool because um, and this was thirty years ago. Yeah. My my dad was um, had made a decision like he's going to go back to God, and so he was Catholic and was like fully involved in the Catholic Church. And they had found a church, and they were doing all kinds of things with the church. Uh, one of the things that he did though he worked at, he worked for the phone company. He was outside, and so he was driving from place to place. So he always had the radio on, and when he made this conversion. To put his old past behind him, he started listening to preachers on the radio. And this one particular one, he just adored. And he was here in town, and eventually just he started going every other week to you know Catholic Church and this other church. And finally was like, well, no, this is, I'm going to step away from the Catholic faith and kind of go all into a Bible-based. And this is the pastor that kind of got him there. So it's just. Things like that, you know, it, that's a really, to me, is a personal connection. And my dad passing away a while back, you know, it's just good knowing that he found his way through this guy. And so I just want to go and tell this teacher, hey, your dad was a big part of my dad's life, you know. That is cool so thing. cool. Yeah. That is so cool. It's amazing. You know, it really is, uh, it's a small world. It is. It's crazy. It, it's so crazy. I mean, the the uh, the connections. Well, that's like with Sharon and I. You know, I think I've told this story before. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, I, you know, was dropping off Joshua in kindergarten, and I was scoping the room, trying to see which one, which kids were being good, and who I wanted my kid to be associated with. And I was watching this one little boy who was so like had his pens and everything was neat and he was sitting quietly and I'm like, Oh yeah. Turns out that was my friend Sharon's son. And, and you know, she noticed on my shirt, you know, community Bible church. And she's like, do you go to community Bible church? I'm like, I do go to, I said, I work there. No way. And, and from that, and you know, it's only in the, like, I don't know. I can't even say, I mean, we just kept getting closer. We just kept yeah. getting closer and closer and closer over the years. And it, I mean, now we're like, even though there's the miles between us, we're inseparable. It's a relationship that I, I, I you can't put a price on. And it's just, I, it, she's, I, I talk to her more than I talk to my own family, honestly. And not that I love her more because that's not the case. I just, no, we just, just, some people are talkers and some are not. It's just one of those things, and so uh, I want to I want to say one thing, and I know it was I don't think you were trying to say anything. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the Catholic Church, but no. your father left it. <laughs> I was trying to say it in the best possible way, but he he chose not to continue that path and yeah. chose a different path. Yeah. Yes. For anybody who might be Catholic who's listening to this, it's not anything that there's there's nothing wrong with the Catholic Church. It's just a different way of getting the message out there than right. a Bible-based church. That's all. And you know, and not that the Catholic Church is not a Bible-based church because it is. Uh, it's just a different presentation. That's all. I think traditionalism has would be a good name for the Catholic Church and so going outside of that is to get away just get away from certain or, or a traditional type church is really right. what I meant because it was the church the the church that he ended up going to in that pastor actually was a very he was an actor and other things and he his sermons were like he would he would paint a picture while doing a sermon I mean he was like very artistic and creative and so it was actually I had never been to another church like it. He was just really different. And so yeah. just a very non-traditional type church is what he ended up yes. liking. So my dad was that way. He was 
and hippie. And well, we always say this too at the very end when we are giving uh, the, the prayer, and we're going to get into our reading very quickly, I promise. Eventually. But, uh, um, oh, I just lost it again. Shoot. I am really, I'm going to have to start taking some ginkgo biloba. I, I really am. This is not good. My brain is like totally, yeah. Mushroom tea. Sorry. Okay, I don't want to hallucinate. No, 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 no. <laughs> lion's mane, lion's mane mushroom. It's not a hallucinogen. Okay. We'll talk later about that. What was I looking to say? I can't even think of it anymore. That is so funny. All right, well... I, it, it, God took it away from me because he's probably saying, start reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's get on with it. <laughs> okay, so, here goes my phone again. Um, all right, so. Be thankful. Be thankful. <laughs> be thankful in all the things that God gives to us. There it is. Yes. All right, <clears throat> so today is um, episode 70.5, and this is uh, Exodus chapter 32. So we are going to read. This is a very important uh, chapter in this uh, this journey of the uh, the Israelites. So just to give a little bit of background, uh, we know that Moses is still up on the mountain getting instructions from God at this point. So, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the gold calf. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down to uh, the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, Tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord told Moses, Quick, go down the mountain. Your people, whom you brought from the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down gold and made a calf, and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying... These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them, and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord, his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You yourself, I'm sorry, you bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all this land that I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exclaimed to Moses, It sounds like war in the camp. 
But Moses replied, No, it's not a shout of victory nor the wailing of defeat. I hear the sound of celebration. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing, and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the gold, I'm sorry, he took the calf they had made and burned it. Then he ground it into powder, threw it into the water, and forced the people to drink it. Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, What did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't be, don't get so upset, my lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, Make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told them, Whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire and came out this calf. Miraculously. (laughs) (laughs) Moses saw that Aaron had let the people uh, get completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. Then Moses told the Levites, Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him, even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. Today you have earned a blessing. Moses intercedes for Israel. The next day Moses said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin, but I will go back up to the Lord on the mountain. Perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, what a terrible sin these people have committed. They have made gods of gold for themselves. But now, if you will only forgive their sin, but if not, erase my name from the record you have written. But the Lord replied to Moses, No, I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Now go lead the people to the place I told you about. Look, my angel will lead the way before you. And when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins. Then the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. I couldn't highlight quick enough. I know. There was a lot of stuff to highlight. I was trying to make there sure was a lo- highlight. What's that? I was trying to just highlight <laughs> important stuff, but there's a lot. There was a lot. I'm really glad that you kind of picked up because I I was sort of picking, you know, what I could quickly. <coughs> Sorry, <clears throat> got a frog here going. Uh, where did you start? Um, verse 1. Yeah. Um, so when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come down, they told Aaron, come on. They said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. Yeah. Just, I mean, does it say how long? In, I don't remember. Did it tell us how long he was up there? I don't think so. Um, a couple of chapters back, I believe he was up on the mountain for 40 days is what I understood. <clears throat> so over a month. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, and, and. As we get deeper into it, I mean, there's a lot that plays into this, why they turn this way, I think. And it's kind of what we've been talking about, about doing the work. Um, you know, uh, they weren't working on their relationship with God, so the leaders weren't well, leading. what we're going to find, and because I've already read through this, um, and it's very... Uh, repetitive. You're going to find this throughout the entire Old Testament. <clears throat> the people are very, 
And he says it, you know, I don't want to jump ahead, but he says they're very stubborn and rebellious. Yes, yes. And it's kind also, of a theme for the Israelites. It is a theme for the Israelites, but, you know, because God is so good and forgiving, he keeps forgiving. And, you know, because he, he, that's the God he is. But they're uh, also kind of impatient, too. You know, it's like, well, yeah. where is he? It's, you know, I mean, a month is not that long a period of time. <clears throat> so why couldn't they wait a little bit? I don't know. Well, <clears throat> but even now, like, what happens when we don't wait for God for a month? Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, me personally, like, if I'm not reading or going to church and, and like, really working on it a month, things just start slipping. That is true. That is true. If you're not, if you are not continually uh, either in commune, I mean, you've got to be right. in communion yeah. with him. It's and like if you're you not your friends and your relationship, like if you don't talk to someone for a month, it's like eh, that friendship starts to slip. It does start to slip. And uh, yeah, there was, that was one of the points I was going to make earlier that I forgot about, but what I have found, and I've, I don't know if we've talked about this, but when you move away, it, most people don't feel, and I, I'm guilty, guilty as charged. When people move away, you don't feel the necessity to communicate with them. It's the person who moves that feels responsible for trying to keep relationships. And then you slowly fil filter out who you're going to continue a close relationship with mm -hmm. because you cannot maintain a close relationship with everybody. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> well, you and I, I mean, we didn't talk for years. Yeah. I mean, it was like sporadic in between and you know, we, this, that, and then all of a sudden it was God ordained for, you know, us to start doing this together and you know it was always in the back of our minds but we just never got to it and then exactly. all of a sudden you know you're anyway all right so what did you what did you get next <laughs> um i went down to four because it just talked about the the gold and and aaron got the gold melted it down and <laughs> i chuckled because later on we'll read that verse a gold calf popped out um, i know <laughs> And, and just how quickly the, the people said, oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yeah. Um, it's funny because this I, this I find interesting. Um, it specifically says here that Aaron took the gold and shaped it into a calf. He shaped it into a calf. Yes. So, you know, he was like bold-faced lion to Moses. You know, do you, do you think that Moses knew that he was lying? I don't oh, know. Well, I'm, I'm sure that's his brother, right? So like, he knows, he, you know, when I, you, you're close to someone, you know, when they're lying, like, yeah, well, you're kind of like, I don't think you're telling the whole truth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't say he likes, like, if it was me and it was my, like, like I've called my kids out on stuff. I'm like, you're lying. You're bold faced yeah. lying about yeah. this because this, this, and that. It's like, I, he didn't say that, you know, later no. on, he didn't like call him out on it, you know? No, but maybe he chose to leave that out. <laughs> Moses was like, I'm not going to write about that because that, because Aaron is still, right? So Aaron is still a leader, right? So maybe that's one of those conversations you have away. Like, I know what you did kind of thing. And Well, actually, actually, he does kind of call him out because he says... In four, Aaron took the gold and shaped it into a calf. And then later on, he says, oh, when they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire and out popped a calf. Yeah. You know, so he is kind of calling him out on it. It's like, okay, yeah. you said this, but this is, you know. So he's kind of calling him out in a sort of around the, you know, round, roundabout way, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, what else did you get? Um, I just, and I went down to six. Mm -hmm. 
where they got up early the next morning, sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And after this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. So this one stuck out to me because we got to think about where they came from, right? So they were in Egypt for hundreds of years. And they didn't have the commandments. They didn't have... Uh, God's standard. They didn't have God's way of sacrificing to forgive sins and things like that. So they lived in a society where this was the norm. Yeah. So even though God has led them out of Egypt and has shown them miracles, again, if you're not doing the work in 30 days, I guess you go back to your old ways. Mm, that's that's pretty... I mean, I assume that this is what they did. Yeah, this is what they were used to, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they went back to their, you know, the Egyptian ways, basically, right? right? The pagan ways, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, what else did you get after that? Uh, The Lord telling Moses, you better get down there. Quick, go down to the mountain. Your people brought from the land of Egypt, when you, whom you brought from the land of Egypt, are corrupting themselves. And how quickly they've turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down and made a calf, and they've bowed down and sacrificed to it. And so just the urgency of God saying, Moses, you need to get, you need to take some action. Yeah. Well, the thing that, <clears throat> again... God is speaking to to Moses, and I think that this is kind of a little lesson for us to be, the more, again, going back to being in a relationship with him, you're more sensitive to him speaking to you, and therefore you're more quick to be obedient to him. Right. And so I think that this kind of relates to us because, you know, Moses did exactly that. He, I mean, he took off and went back down the mountain. To find mm-hmm. out what the heck was going on, right? Yeah. So I think that that I think this is a good lesson for us to learn that the more we are in communication with him, more we're the more easy easily we're going to be able to hear him speaking to us, right. and the quicker we're going to be responding to him and being obedient. Um, I, I went into nine. <clears throat> okay. I have seen, the Lord says, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone to my fierce anger, or so my fierce anger can blaze against them and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. So God's pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Fierce anger. I, I don't want to be on the side of that, do you? No, I don't want to be on the side of anybody's fierce anger, let alone God's. Yeah, I mean, he's like, my fierce anger is going to blaze against them. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. <sighs> I said holy cow. That's funny. Anyway. Um, and then it goes into how, uh, did you did you go into 11? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I highlighted all that. Um, how Moses uh, cries out to God, why are you so angry with your people whom you brought out of the land with such great power and such a strong hand? And why let the Egyptians say that you you brought them out just to slaughter them? Yeah. Um, and that, I, I like this whole section of 11 through 14 because it's, it's Moses crying out to God and in 14, the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. So it's a great example. Like we know uh, because we've read the New Testament where Jesus talks about, you know, praying to God and asking him, you know, you'll get what you ask for. Right. And we talked about that, how, you know, if we're in prayer and communion with God, what we ask for is godly. God's going to answer our prayers with a yes instead of a no. And so I think that's that's what the example here is, is, you know, Moses is 
praying to God about, you know, he's been with God for 40 days. They're, he's got the same heart. I mean, obviously, he's seeing the glory, and, you know, his prayer's a good prayer. It's like, hey, I'm crying out for these people because you're their God, and you are all-powerful, and uh, I think that's why it changes the Lord's mind, his mind. I think it's the outpouring of his heart. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, I think it's amazing, you know, because it, it this particular section shows how reasonable God is. And you know, like, yes, like that. It kind of okay, so how many times and I've been there many a time. How many times have, have you been talked down off the ledge, so to speak, uh of yep. being upset with your kids? Uh, or, and, you know, maybe Cassie's like, you know, the reasonable person saying, you know, calm mm -hmm. down, take a step back, you know, and not that I think that God needs to be groomed by all means, especially by right. a human being, right. but, you know, but Moses definitely was advocating for the Israelites in this moment. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's you know where god was like okay i can take a step back and and in 14 like you said he changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people thank god you know i mean yeah. i mean it, it's you know this is a this is a, an amazing moment and I, I love the fact that moses is this close to god that you know they they have a back and forth they it's a relationship you yeah. know, Moses gets angry and scared, and but he lets God know how he feels, and and the Lord's doing it right back. He's like, I'm I'm angry. This is what's going on, and you know, it's it's a it's an example of of a way we can talk to God too, and understand that it's it's a relationship. That's right. That's exactly right. And I and and you know, it goes back to also all the way back. This is the whole reason why God created us was to have a relationship mm. you know he wanted a good relationship with adam and eve he wanted to have uh you know communication and he wanted to live amongst them and and reading i think i mentioned this a couple of days ago when we're reading through how he's been giving these specific instructions on how to build the tabernacle and and the ark of the covenant and you know put the ark or whatever, you know, he's telling them, you know, put things in this place so that I, and I will meet you in this place. I will be there. I will live amongst you. He's, he's, he's saying this because he wants to have that relationship and right. he's torqued. He's mad because they're destroying it. He's like, I'm trying to create this, this relationship and I'm trying to be amongst you and you're going to go and build a calf and worship the calf, you know? So he's mad. Oh, yeah. um, I highlighted in 15, uh, so uh, Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets, this I, this I thought was pretty cool, 16. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. I, I found that to be so important. Yes. Very specific words there. Yeah. I mean, and I was thinking about this earlier today. This is so funny. Before I even read this, um, people always say that uh, God's, the Bible is written by man. And I always say, no. It's not written by man. Have we talked about this before? Tell me if we've already talked about this. Uh, we might have, but it's fine to remind me. Okay, so it's been a year probably since we talked about it. Okay, so <clears throat> people say God's uh, Bible is written by man, but it's not. It's written by God through man. And because right. we know how specific God is and how detail-oriented he is, there's absolutely no reason to believe that he wouldn't be 
so meticulous with his word, his own. And we called it God's autobiography. Remember way back in the day, this is God's autobiography. He's going to make sure that it's written exactly correctly the way he wanted it. And that's what he did with those tablets. He wrote it himself on the tablets, which he, he did create specifically that way. Um, so to say that God's word is written by man, it's not. Right. And, and it's proof right there. And, and I think this verse is very important because down in uh, 19, what does Moses do with them? <laughs> I know, I know. So go, go ahead. You can you can drop down to that. So when when they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing, and he burned with anger, and he threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the front of the mountain. Mm. Yeah. 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 He took. It's the you know, and it's so interesting though, but how how angry God was. And Moses is like pleading, but then when Moses comes down and sees it himself, he's like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, he just loses it. Yeah, he lost it. And I, you know what? I think that he can totally now understand why God was so angry. Yeah. You know, he he's now witnessing exactly what God knew what was going down there. And, you know... That's how Maddie was. And that's how it actually correlates back to the fierce anger and blazing against them. And, you know, mm-hmm. Moses had to talk mm-hmm. God down from it, you know, and to change his mind. And yet here he experienced the exact same anger. Yeah. And, you know, and then he, you know, actually lost it, like you said. Because it kind of makes me think, like, you know, he's probably thinking, oh, God, it's not that bad. I'll go down there. We'll get it back under control. (laughs) And it must have been. It must have been quite the the scene. Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, how many times have you advocated for somebody, whether a family member or whatever? And, you know, here, this is what he's probably thinking is, like, I was up on the mountain advocating for you people and I come down and it's even worse than I thought it was. And here I stuck my (laughs) neck out for you. You know, I think that's what he's probably thinking. I, you know, I don't know. That's what I'd be thinking. Oh, 100%. I think you hit it, hit it on the head there. That's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously. Uh, and then, um, I love it when he turns to Aaron. Now, I found out, excuse me, recently, Aaron is his older brother. Did you know that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron is his older brother. So you're confronting an old, now being a younger child, you generally kind of kowtow to the older siblings. So, you know, here's Moses, you know, and I didn't highlight this, but... um, What did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Like, what did they torture you? Did they force you into this? And it's like, it it wasn't any of that at all. It was like, they merely just asked him to do it. And he's like, sure. Exactly. (laughs) And and Aaron's response was like, hey, it wasn't me. You know how evil they are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, trying to place the blame on them. And then, you know, out came the calf. I just had to laugh at that. Like, no responsibility for it. Yeah. Trying to totally pass the buck. Yeah. that's And you know what was going through my mind? This is so funny because for the last couple of chapters, we've been reading about how God has been ordaining the Levite priest to be set apart. And he's the leader of the priests, you know. And here, yeah, I mean, he turned like a 180. Completely, like he just yes. like went off the charts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did you do anything? I, there's nothing left here. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get. What did they get? Completely, Completely out, of out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. Who do you? Okay, so there's a little asterisk there. For verse twenty-five. Out of control, they mocked anyone who opposed them. This meaning is un- so. I'm, I, so it's uncertain. The meaning is uh, of the Hebrew is uncertain. 
I'm wondering who the enemies are. Like who, like I'm thinking Satan. Um, that's what I was thinking. That, that, that's a good one. I don't, and maybe there were other encampments around that saw this too. Maybe, I don't know. Because I the mean, only other enemies were, were... go ahead. I was going to say, there's probably spies out there watching, right? I don't know. That many people traveling through your land, like, you're going to have people looking out. So you think it's like that list of, like, Amorites, Canaanites, like all of those people that are the enemies that we know about? Could be. I mean, yeah. You see this large group of, you know, million plus people coming out. Well, and you yeah. know, maybe there are some Egyptians that are still following. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's it's kind of broad. I think so. It could be. It could mean a lot of things. <laughs> so this, I find a little confused. Okay, so we know what do we say? There's a half a million. There's five hundred thousand people that went through the Red Sea, right? Right. Back way back when he parted the Red Sea. Or was that yeah, men? Half a huh? Was that just men or was that all the people? It was 500,000. Oh, maybe that was just, I don't know. We'd have to go back and find that out. Yeah. Splitting hairs. Like you said, a million yeah, people, yeah, let's right. just say. Yeah. Okay. So here we are at verse, uh, the second part of verse 26. And all the Levites, so... He stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. So the Levites are only one tribe. And then he tells them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth and kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses and about 3,000 people died that day. Are you a little confused by that? Because I am. Yeah, I don't really know what the purpose of that was. Again, being you know, we're not being scholars. We don't know what the significance of this is. Yeah. I don't. I I don't either. I don't know how, like, I, you know, so 3,000 out of a million. So, like, Okay, and all the Levites gathered around him. So maybe more people were on his on his side and joined him, but the Levites are the only ones that gathered around him. That's the only thing I can think of because you can't slaughter all of the tribes or else all the tribes are gone. No. No, and that's I mean considering the amount of people, that's just a small percentage. Right. So, I don't know. Again, like you said, we're not scholars. We're not completely 100% sure on this. So, right. uh, it's going to have to be you guys out there listening to do a little bit of studying on your own. Because we can sit here and talk about this for a long time, trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll move on. Um, I didn't highlight 29, did you? Oh, I did. It, uh, just the fact that they, they did obey even though it was something that was counterintuitive, you know, you don't want to go kill your own sons and brothers, but they earned a blessing because they did obey. Yes. This is the Lord for you obeyed him. Oh, so in that moment, yes. Yeah. They did. They were being obedient to God and they've earned a special blessing. Um, Ultimately, though, it was, you know, Aaron, who's the head of the Levites, who caused all this heartache to begin with, you know. That's where I get a little confused, too. And, I'm, again, I'm not trying to split hairs, but why isn't Aaron getting punished? Because he should have been a little bit more, unless he was so afraid, you know, to go against all those people. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. What was the next thing that you highlighted? Uh, Moses uh, 
said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin, but I will go back to the Lord on the mountain. Perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin. So it's it's Moses saying, Look, this has all happened. Let's see, let's go before God, let's confess our sins, and let's see if we can be forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. And he does. He returns to the Lord. Yeah. I mean, did you just highlight the whole last section of this? Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, to wrap it up, basically, Moses returns to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And he advocates for them. Um, but now, if you will only forgive their sin, but if not, erase my name from the record you have written. So he's saying, right? If you don't forgive them, take my name away from this? Um, I think he's saying, well, you know, remove my name from the from what you've written so that Moses saying, don't count the sin against me since I didn't do it. Right. It, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He's like, take yeah. me out of the equation because I right. didn't do anything. I'm just merely being your, you know, go-between guy. Yeah. <clears throat> but... But the Lord says to Moses, no, I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Hmm. Yeah. Now, they're going to be held responsible for their sin. He says, I certainly will hold them responsible, but they're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tells him now, go back, go lead the people to the place I told you about. So continue Mm -hmm. the journey. We're going to keep moving forward. Uh, my angel's going to lead the way. And when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins. So, wow. yeah. I mean, he, he'll forgive, but I don't think he forgets. Right, right. <laughs> Which, and, and that's true. I mean, we still have to give an account, you know, on Judgment Day for what we've done. Um, yeah. But we are forgiven. We are forgiven. So, and, and, and ultimately he sends a plague. We don't know what that was. No, but I'm sure it was nasty. (laughs) I'm sure it was something, uh, no bueno is what I always say. Rather itchy probably. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. I mean, that was, uh, I'm glad we did this, uh, to, you know, for today because, uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, it would have been kind of out of place to just start talking about. I don't know. I'm just glad we did this today. This was a big yeah. one, and I, I wanted to do that with you. I think you felt the same way. Mm-hmm. So um, so we are uh, now uh, at the point of our recording, our podcast, where, and we talked about this at the very beginning, uh, where you, we invite you to ha- uh, have a relationship with Jesus. And if you feel like you have to change, don't. I mean, this is your moment. If you feel like God is calling you to be a follower of Christ, don't ignore it. Be obedient, just like Moses. You know, he wants you to be in that moment. So uh, we will lead you in what we call the prayer of salvation. It's not about us. Uh, It's about you and your relationship with God. So if you feel led to say the prayer, then feel free. And if you're already a believer, uh, you can say it to just kind of reaffirm uh, your faith. So let's go ahead and pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins past present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. We always say, mark it on your calendar, whether it's a paper calendar or on your phone, but today is a day to be remembered. Uh, You know, don't forget, this is your day that you accepted Christ and you have a, a, your life is it's it's going to change your your thought process is going to change and you're going to feel driven to serve god and to have a relationship with him and it's just 
it's just an amazing journey. You're going to just start today. And uh, we suggest, as always, to get to a church, a pastor, uh, a priest. You know, going back to, I mean, you're going to get your answers to your questions uh, from anybody who's in a position of authority uh, in the church. So get involved. Join a ministry. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Jeremiah will be happy to tell you how to do that. <clears throat> yeah, you can contact us uh, by email. Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Uh, you can go to our Instagram or Facebook, leave comments or messages on uh, anything that we post. Uh, you can use a messenger service to get to us. Um, please let us know what's going on. And if you accepted Christ, please let us know and we'll celebrate with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's something to celebrate. There's probably somebody that has been praying for you to receive Christ and uh, let them know uh, because they probably would like to hear and they'd like to celebrate with you. So uh, I think that's it for today. I know we normally do the little things, uh, but we are probably running yeah. a little long because this was a long chapter. Um, so, but we did a little bit of chit chat in the very beginning. So um, we did. We did, and in between, we did a little chit-chat in between. So uh, so on that note, uh, I'm going to say thank you for joining us. We don't know when it is that you're joining us. It could be morning, noon, or night, uh, but we don't know, but we're glad that you're here. And I pray blessings over you, and I will see you tomorrow, Friday, by myself. So don't expect Jeremiah because he is going on vacation. <laughs> Short little vacation, but I'll see you next week. All righty. Well, Take care. All right. Bye.